Hey, it's your boy Kai, and welcome to the Kairos Has Friends podcast, where I sit down with the people that mean the most to me, and those people are my colleagues and my friends. Before we get started with my interview with my special guest, Jenna Kersey, be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platforms. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at The Vibe with Kai. You can also visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and visuals and things that will help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. You can also get your uh, Vibe with Kai gear by visiting my website. Get your hats, get your t-shirts, get your hoodies, kick off 2021 in style and with good gear. Now, my guest today is Jenna Kersey. Jenna is an actor's equity and SAG after actor, singer, comedian, model, director. She's done everything. Jenna has performed in regional stages across the United States as well as performed her critically acclaimed solo-ish show called Johnny Depp a retrospective on late stage capitalism internationally. With over 10 years of experience, Jenna brings a unique blend of dark humor, campy silliness, and grounded honesty to the stage and to the screen. Today, Jenna and I are gonna be talking about the world of Johnny Depp. We'll chat about uh, her, her critically acclaimed Johnny Depp podcast, his illustrious career, and how he is a complicated human being that we're allowed to have complicated feelings about. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, Please enjoy my interview with the one and only Jenna Kersey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kairos Has Friends. I'm sitting here with my friend, Jenna Kersey. What's up? What's Hi. going on? I'm so happy. I'm so happy because I can't tell you the last time, like, in person that we've spoken Oh man, I guess I want to say like 2014, maybe. That was that was a long time. What were we doing in 2014? Uh, I believe you came to see a, a little a little ditty called Bert and Me. I did. I did. Yes. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> was that the last time? Maybe I saw you at Pittman. Like Maybe, sure sure why not it's a small it's a small theater community yeah uh, so like and what's funny is that like like I've known of you for for quite some time and I know you've you've known of me uh but we've never had like the privilege of like performing together I know what is that um is so nonsense? whenever the world opens back up we're going to write to all the people and we're going to say yes. look we yes. did a podcast exchange so you have to hire us to at least be in the same room together I think I think that's I think that's how it works I'm pretty sure that when the world is no longer on fire the first thing that all of these <laughs> casting directors are going to say is you know what uh Jen Jenna and Kai it needs to happen <laughs> It's not going to be me, number one on their list. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. I live under a microscope and people will be like, is there anybody else? Anybody? Anybody else that we can go with? Okay. All right, Kai. All right. You're in. Yeah, you got uh, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to be sitting with you. Um, uh, we're going to talk about a variety of, of topics today. Uh, in the intro, I, I kind of gave everybody like a, a little background as to, as to uh, who you are. Um, but before we get into all, you know all the stuff I want to talk about with Johnny Depp and and with the candle business uh, and and all of that because it's fa it's fascinating to me. Just generally speaking, uh, that we're all living in this COVID life now. Uh, this is just how things are <laughs> in 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 the world now. How are you holding up in in COVID times? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm. It's weird to say I'm okay, right? Yeah. Like, um, but. 
I've actually found that this time has been a nice way to like actually become more of like an active participant in the the world in a small way, like in a, in my micro world, you know, like I, I trained on my own in the summertime to run a half marathon. And so I was able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And like, I get to spend more time with my boyfriend and my rabbit and my cat. And that's quite the combination. And I would watch a sitcom entitled my boyfriend, my rabbit and my cat. I would watch that. And like Dan, my, my boyfriend is, uh, he used to be a stand-up comedian as well. So it never ends, you know? Oh, so it's nothing but, nothing but laughs. Endless. Nothing but laughs in the Kersey household. Yeah, sure. Endless <laughs> bits. I will say that. Not always funny, like, but endless like honey, bits. He's like, honey, I, I wrote, I wrote this uh, bit. I think I'm going to open up with this one. Let me, let me know what you think. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Are you, are you, are you at that point in your relationship where if he has like a stand-up comedy bit that he wants to try and he runs it by you, if it's not funny, will you tell him? Are you, are you just I mean, like, that's great? Just give him yeah, a thumbs up. It's like, so he like stopped performing, performing like in, in real life a few years ago. Sure. Um, but it's still like trying out bits. Yeah. We do it to each other all the time, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we don't laugh at each other that much anymore. That's not true. After, I guess, seven I years. I do, not like, find, I do not find his shenanigans <laughs> anymore. How dare he? How dare he? Well, it's, it's more so like you're listening and you're like, oh, yeah, that's funny. But it's not like an actual like giggle out loud, you know. You know what I mean? It's that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I, at some point, I'm gonna. I want to have him on this podcast as well, and I'm going to ask him. I'm gonna uh, like right now. I'm taking your side, but I'm gonna take his side when when he's on my podcast. He'll probably say the same thing. He'll be like, "She's not very." Fun. I don't know. <laughs> She's not very funny. <laughs> I don't know. I think he. We both think we're funny. It's fine. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. So so one of the things that I I know. Um, that I've seen both from uh, a Facebook perspective and social media perspective and just, you know, things that you put out there and all of that COVID, you know, like, I know you feel like fine, which is great. And it's not weird to say at all. I think, cause I, I always say to people, 2020 is what you make of it. You know, yeah. there was a lot of things that were out of our control that we just couldn't control, but we can control ourselves. Um, but I know that COVID hit you pretty hard, right? You know, um, I believe you said you, you lost your, your job um, as a result of, of all of that. Um, what is it, what is it like trying to navigate those COVID waters? Yeah, that's, that's been rough because especially since we're performers, Mm -hmm. jobs disappeared, like Mm -hmm. literally overnight disappeared. And what are we supposed to do? Unemployment is a shit show. And so that was like a big fight that I was having in the beginning of quarantine. And then I've been able to luckily like shift my standardized patient work to an online format. So like I still have a little bit of income coming in, but for an entire industry to just evaporate like that and completely shut down. And like, it becomes, I had just joined SAG and uh, Actors Equity like within the past two years. And then that just like completely disappeared and I'm paying dues on things that don't matter right now, you know, like Well, one of the things that I admire about you, though, um, is the fact that that you still are you're hustling, right? Just like we all are. Like we're all we're all hustling because we have to eat. We have to have a um, we have to have you know uh, a roof over our head. We have to be able to to be healthy and still find happiness in a place where it's difficult to find that happiness sometimes, right? Um, So I, I I admire you because, like you said, like you're even after all of that, you still can sit here today and be like, I'm doing okay. Yeah, feel, but I'm doing okay. Is that is that a general, like a good like a good idea? Some like summary of how you feel right now. Yeah, and I also think that it's cool because like um, 
I've never, you know, like performing and being an actor and a performer is, is very much part of my identity, which I feel like a lot of us feel is that like, that's a very important part of our identities. And for some people, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so like this time being feeling lost without that right has it's been interesting to get back in touch with things because I you know like that's an important part of my identity but I never let it define me completely which I think informs the way I perform and I think you're the same or like you have a life outside of theater even if theater can be your life a lot of the time right um but getting back in touch with the things that make me me and make me Mm. special as a performer Mm -hmm. but aren't necessarily theater-based has been nice. And I know a lot of people have struggled with that because like when we're like for those of you that are that are watching that that don't that aren't familiar with how theater works you know and what it's out and how hard it is um when we're all throughout school and like whether it's high school or college we're told if you want to make it in the theater world you got to give it 125 percent you know there's no half-assing it and making it you know you got to you got to be able to, you know, to work these shit jobs in order to, you know, make it big. You got to be able to treat it like, well and like yeah. not get paid enough. Exactly. You, you exactly. Know. You got to be, got to be able to make those sacrifices and blah, blah, blah. So like, as a result, we spend like our, we put all, we literally, we like legit put our eggs in one basket because we're taught that you're not going to make it unless you put your eggs in one basket. If you're not out there auditioning every day or submitting yourself every day, you're not going to make it. Right. Yeah. So when this came around, when this pandemic came around, and then a lot of it was just ripped away from, from performers. I mean, it was like, they're just like, but okay, what now? And like some of the backup jobs that performers would go to, like serving at restaurants, like that was taken away as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of the things that we're so used to, was just not there, you know? But so we have to, you know, a lot of people have to hustle. Like for me, I've been very blessed because like I, I've always had a full-time job and I never had to like, you know, sh- struggle in that regard uh, lately. But when I first initially like gr- uh, graduated college, it was, it was ride or die for me. I was like, I'm making it to Broadway. And like, that's, that's the, like, that's the end of the line. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to suffer my way there and I will get there. Yeah. 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 And like, and now like, that's, th- that's another thing. So I guess my question, like with all of that being said, my question to you is this, let's just say tomorrow, everybody's vaccinated, the the virus goes away, everything's okay, things start to open back up, it's all safe to hang out and party and, and, and do theater, whatever it is. Mm. Do you think that you will go back to that life? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like don't really see an alternative. And I, I've told myself this since since I started, that was like, if you, if you can literally do anything else, like just go do it. Um, and that's not my path, you know, like my path is the artist path, whether I want it to be (laughs) or not, but I do have like a lot of grand plans when we come out of here. And like, I'm not feeling so much concern about finding work when the pandemic's over. Cause I think people are going to be hungry for it. People are going to be itching. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that I mean, a lot has happened in the theater world since uh, since the pandemic kind of hit, and like not Honestly, just good. 
Yeah, like some some of it not just from a pandemic standpoint. I mean, we have the whole diversity issues that that theaters have have run into, uh, which conversations have been having. I mean, thankfully that yeah. these are conversations that need that need to be have among you know many other things. You know, where you know even if you talk about like subscriber bases for a lot of theaters that are literally dying off. Mm-hmm. You know, because like people our age don't really buy subscriptions. <laughs> you know, like I can't wait for a comp. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you, hopefully you know somebody in the cast and get you a comp, or either that, or you go on like one of those like like one of like like one of those gold gold star ticket things. Like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a cheap ticket, or or you just go get your ticket like the day off, right? Yeah. If, like if all resources are dried up, it's like okay, well, I guess I'm just buying a ticket. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, how different do you think theater will be once? once it's all said and done. God, I, I, I hope it's different because it wasn't sustainable before mm. and it wasn't, um, it wasn't something that brought me a, a ton of joy all the time because of that, because yeah. of subscriber bases who are old white farts. And yes. like, yes. nothing yes. against old white farts, I know a lot of them, <laughs> but it's like- Those old white farts sign my paychecks, Jenna. They sure do, yeah. When you're working on some of those Lort theaters, you know you know who's paying the bills, you look out in the sea of people and it's a very specific demographic at some yeah. of those theaters. But like, I, I, it's like you just said, they're dying off, they're not going out as much anymore. I'm hoping that it revitalizes the community because mm-hmm. more diverse people, on your stage does get more diverse bodies in your audience. Um, but I've been producing my own work as well for the past few years, yeah. um, which I'm assuming we'll talk about, but like mm-hmm. we've offered pay what you decide ticket tiers. And if you can't afford to see the show and you wanna come anyway, that's fine, just show up, like sure. just show up. Right. Somebody will pay it forward for you. And I'm right, hoping right. that like larger theaters start to implement a pay what you decide platform because then it gets the people who don't like theater to come see theater because they can't afford theater because it's right. too expensive. Right, it, and, it, and, it, and it has become <laughs> expensive, you know, especially on Broadway. I mean, a Broadway ticket, oh I mean, it was, was good Lord. <laughs> good. Well, I mean, you know, you have your your big heavy hitters like Hamilton or Town that like people right. are paying $500 a ticket. Right. But there are cheaper options, but yes. like they don't advertise those. Right, they don't advertise it. And like, and also like in addition to that, like the cost to get up there, to, if you're driving the cost to park, the cost to take the train in, to co- the cost to eat, to, like all yeah. of the stuff, like you factor it in and it's like, you might as well just take that money and go to Disney World. <laughs> you know but I mean? like, yeah, a flight, it's literally a flight yeah. ticket to get up to New York. Yes, legit, absolutely. So, and actually I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up like some of the things that you've been doing because that was going to be one of the questions that I asked you is, is what are some some of the things that you would like to see change and what are some of the things that you've been doing you know not just over the past year but over the past couple of years from a theater perspective to help improve the environment yeah I try to always like signal boost organizations that because like I am I am a white woman so like you know whatever I try to signal what? boost <laughs> a wh- white <laughs> um I try to signal boost as many um you know, diverse organizations and, and people mm. uh, as possible, because I just, I just think white people theater is boring. Mm. Um, and I've partnered with my friend Val Dunn and we've started to write some small things here and there and just mm. like trying to push theater out of square town and yeah. into a more exciting and accessible um, medium for people who don't go to theater. Cause that's what I'm interested in. I'm not really interested in like, uh, 
patrons of the Walnut coming to see my shows. I mean, they do, and I appreciate them. Um, and I think it's good to have like a wide net cast of what you can do and be versatile in what you do. Absolutely. But like a lot of the work that I'm making right now is accessible to all um, if they want to come out and see I'm it. Glad, I'm glad you use that word accessible because one of, the, one of the main complaints that I've had about theater in general, especially in, in our area, for those of you that don't know, we, we live in like the South Jersey, Philly area. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that really bothered me is the fact that we live in this like theater bubble sometimes. Yeah that's very, it could be toxic at times. And we don't look at outsiders very well, even though we're supposed to be one of the most inclusive like organizations and art forms, yeah. Like in the world, but it can be so weird. And so like, I'm glad you said the word accessible because um, because we live in this bubble, we sometimes without even thinking will shun certain communities, certain people um, from being able to perform or come see the show or even mm-hmm. like, we just assume people know that we're here, yeah. what we're doing. And when that's not necessarily the case, you know, like that, like never go into a situation thinking that everybody knows who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. And if you want to grow theater and like theater is trying to grow. And if you want to do that, we have to either burst that bubble or expand it significantly. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And like, but I mean, this is something that's been festering under the surface for yes. years. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, you know, a very small, small person in the grand scheme of things. But even I have never really felt welcome necessarily in the sure. community. I, I get just, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, we just work really hard, but it's not like people will be like, oh, here's the 15 people that I cast all the time mm. and, and Jenna and Kairos are those 15 people. Mm-hmm. Like that's never been my truth. Right, <laughs> and right. so now in the pandemic, I think people are finally feeling like they are empowered to say something because yes. they're not um, struggling to get hired, mm. which sucks, but I hope that that energy remains. Yes. Because it's been kind of like crazy to watch. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if y'all are doing the work in the first place, Mm -hmm. then you wouldn't need to be called in. Absolutely. And deal with your mistakes. Absolutely. And I I actually, I say to people all the time, like, this is actually the perfect time to be having these conversations when, when there, when there isn't really any theater happening outside of like the zoom things that we see, you know, there really isn't anything happening. So this is the perfect time to be having these conversations and to set standard operating procedures for um, making theater accessible for people of color, for, you know, for, for people with uh, disabilities, for, Mm -hmm. for, for, all types of people that may not have the same, uh, I guess, preferential treatment that, that they normally get, you know, in that regard. So I'm I'm glad, I'm glad that's happening. I'm glad that I'm I'm really happy that you're doing, like, I know you're, I know you're being humble. uh, So I'll I'll humble brag for you uh, and say that what you're doing, uh, you're, you're a lot more than a small part. You know, you, you, you are doing the work that is necessary. And like when there's a bunch of Jenna's out there doing what, what you do, that Mm -hmm. stuff adds up and it can become like a huge, huge effect. So I'm, I'm hoping that your work is just the beginning of something grand that, Mm -hmm. that will come to, 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 into play in the future. Hey, so, Kyrus, I'm gonna Absolutely. blush, but you can't tell Absolutely. because my lighting's so bad. 
that's what you that's what you wanted me to say right i think i read it oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i did tell yeah. you to say that that's right, that's right. <laughs> so let's let's talk about your candle operation because this fascinates me you have you started a small candle operation called dumpster fires for you yeah my empire uh, which yeah. is amazing uh, every candle is 100 percent soy wax and essential oil uh, oils hand poured and mixed by you uh with upcycled materials how did you get into this and, and why candles so this is crazy town a little bit, but like <laughs> I went, so I was feeling like pandemic blues one day sure. and I was just walking around a hobby lobby. <laughs> As, that's the, that's always the greatest, the best start to any story. It doesn't matter where it goes from here. No yeah. one else you know, don't, don't necessarily patron hobby lobby because their CEO is a jerk, but at the same oh, time, yeah, let's not even get started to, on that. <laughs> no, but if you're trying to look for like something to do, walking around the hobby lobby is a good place to start. Sure. And I saw this like candle maker just sitting on a shelf and it was the last one. And I was like, I want to make some candles. <laughs> so I just like started making, and I actually have like a few examples right here. Yes. But I was gifted like a ton of these yogurt cups. Ooh. Um, and they're like terracotta yogurt cups. Yeah. And so I just started making candles in them and they smell good and I was good at it. So That's <laughs> people so started cool. buying them. Where, where, where did you get the, the name from? It, it, it's titled Dumpster Fires for You. Yeah. Where, where, where did the, that's a fantastic name. How did you come yeah. up with that? So I always, my friend Val and I, who I do Johnny Depp, a retrospective on late stage capitalism with, mm -hmm. we always say that our, our, um, <laughs> our company name is Dumpster Fires LLC because <laughs> we're not an LLC. We're just two people um, who make dumpster fire art. So I was like, maybe I'll call it Dumpster Fires LLC, but I'm not a real LLC. And when you're selling things, that's a problem. <laughs> um, it so, might, might come into some legal issues there, maybe. Yeah, maybe. exactly. And Dumpster Fires, the like term Dumpster Fires is actually copyrighted. So I was like, okay. let's make it Dumpster Fires for you. That is fantastic. And they're all rescued from the trash. Right, um, right. Because it's like thrifted materials. I have I another right, right, little right. guy here who like, this is a cat that I saved from a thrift store, but he's a cat. Are you, are you a big thrifter? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, because I don't have time normally. Yeah, know? yeah. Usually super busy. But <laughs> when I have time, like yeah. I live in South Philadelphia, so I just walk to the thrift stores and sure. walk home. <laughs> right, right. Was it hard? Was it hard starting like a small business in the middle of a pan of a, I, I, I keep calling it a panorama, sort of a pandemic. A, a panini, yeah. A panini. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard starting a small business in a panorama panini? Um, in a panorama, I guess it could, you don't, you get the wide picture. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird because everything's contactless and everything yeah. has to be like, um, online in some mm -hmm. way. And so January was really tough, Yeah. but I started, um, like Christmas, like right before Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I've only been doing this for three months. Yeah. That's crazy. It feels like a lifetime. Um, but it started before Christmas. So people were looking for gifts to buy and it sure. started with word of mouth and which has been nice because I live in a small sort of like tight knit buy nothing community sure, in sure. South Philadelphia. Yeah. And then I was able to do an open air market the day before Christmas Eve. And that was like really successful. And that got cool. the name out um, a lot. 
So I'm hoping that when the spring comes and like outdoor events are more of a thing and like vendor events are popping up a little bit more. That you'll find more success like you did for this event. Yeah. 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 Like this week has been okay because of Valentine's Day and word of mouth. Um, But yeah, it's definitely weird because we're, we know how to market. Right. It's our, it's our, our actor Mm -hmm. job. Yep. So that part was easy. It's just like actually getting the product out. It's annoying. (laughs) Wait, they paid me money and they actually want the product? Oh, no. And I think a lot of it came down because like a lot of my customers are people who have seen me on stage. So a lot of it came down to, well, this is a physical item that I can purchase and I have. Yes. I'm supporting you, but it's a physical item. So I feel better buying a candle than I do paying for a ticket to come to your show. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless they just hire you to perform that show wherever, whenever they want. You're just right. Jenna, Jenna on demand. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny too, because for, for Johnny Depp, my yeah. soloist show, we give out goodie bags, you know, in a post COVID world, I guess you take it home, but we used to <laughs> reuse them all, but yeah. we gave everybody like a little candle, candle votive to, um, to light and then we all say our favorite Johnny Depp movie and we blow it out together like it's a birthday party um but now I said to Val I will never have to buy candles ever again for Johnny (laughs) Depp I can just make them exactly you can just maybe people will purchase a ticket (laughs) right right oh my gosh that's amazing that's amazing so so I guess with that being said if somebody is listening or, or watching right right now and they're like wait I want one of these candles damn it uh where can they go Yes, they can go to at dumpster fires for you. That is for the the word, not the number Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram. And you can just take a look. Everything on my feed is available for purchase. um, And you just (laughs) message me and I take Venmo and PayPal and I'll set it aside. I'll ship it out to you if you want. I'll put a special little card in it if you want. I'll do, I'll do anything. Take the shit out of my house. Yes. Just buy it. Just buy it. (laughs) Come on now. Help an artist here. And listen, I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put the, for anybody listening and all that, I'm going to put the, uh, the, um, the 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 uh, contact information she, she just said i'm going to put that in the show notes it's going to be here on the screen as well so uh so people can contact you and and get some of those damn candles they're going to be worth it yes and, and they're really good i promise yeah. they're good they're, <laughs> they're all clean burning too which is nice right. like i have i have pets and people right, have pets, right, right. So, you know so with that said i want to transition into the the most fantastic thing i've ever heard of in my life um we're going to talk Johnny Depp because Great. you've, you've, you've become sort of like this aficionado <laughs> uh, uh, for, for Johnny Depp. So I'm going to, I'm going to read what you wrote here. So with, with live theater on pause, Jenna pivoted her, her show, Johnny Depp, a retrospective of late stage capitalism and started a podcast called Depp Impact, which is a fantastic name. <laughs> Um, and it, it started, uh, she started watching all of Johnny Depp's movies. She created a podcast and then as in uh, inviting a bunch of people uh, to talk about those movies. I'm going to be on your podcast next week. We're going to talk about uh, Public Enemies, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, and, and this podcast, uh, she has, in this podcast, she has a, uh, a discussion about all of 91 uh, of Johnny Depp's illustrious <laughs> films, television appearances, music video appearances. It is a, ce- a celebration of movies we love, the movies we forgot existed. And honestly, it's about a complicated human being that we're allowed to have complicated feelings about. It's uh, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts. With that, with that being said, 
<laughs> the one thing I want to point out here is what you say in your description. You say, and I quote, this is about Johnny Depp, uh, a complicated human being we're allowed to have complicated feelings about. Now, the reason that that stands out to me is because, I mean, let's address, I guess, the elephant in the room about, about Johnny Depp. Uh, this is big because I know a lot of people have complicated feelings about this man. Yeah. Um, ma mainly because of the, the ongoing issue with his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Mm -hmm. um, he has been a figure of controversy um, in, in that regard. Um, I wanted to know, what are your thoughts just on that entire situation. For those of you that aren't familiar, go go Google it, go look up the situation between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. But yeah, that's right. um, what, because there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of information. It there. never ends. It's it's, a, yeah, legit. And it's, it's I'm pretty, I think it's gonna continue this summer, like when it starts to come over to the United States and all of that. Yeah. So with that said, what are your thoughts on just Johnny Depp and this current situation with his ex-wife? Sure, yeah, I mean, I think the reason why I've continued this project, even after he's been, um, uh, I'd say canceled for the right reasons, mm -hmm. maybe not canceled, but like called in, definitely. Sure, sure. Um, held accountable, let's yes, say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's still somebody that I was just obsessed with mm. when I was a kid. And the reason Johnny Depp even re-entered my life in any large way is because Val and I were brainstorming something for her to write for me to perform. Mm -hmm. And we both figured out that we had both dressed up as Johnny Depp for Halloween when we were in high school <laughs> uh, at Jack Sparrow more specifically. Of course. And so I said, well, I know a lot about him. Yeah. Let's just do it. Mm -hmm. And then when live performance stopped, I was already going through his entire filmography, but I was like, right. you know what, let's just shift and we'll, we'll do this podcast. Um, well, I'll do this podcast. And the way that I feel about him is that I, I believe he is a deeply troubled individual. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of like drug and alcohol abuse in sure. his past, present, mm -hmm. probably future, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that is directly related to the troubles that he's going through right now with Amber sure. Heard. Mm -hmm. I think also that people's personal relationships are extremely complicated. Yeah, I agree. And, um, and there's, we will never, no matter how many allegations, how much proof, how many text messages, we will never know the full extent of their relationship. Right. right. Mm -hmm. It's quite possible that they were both just extremely ill-fitted, mm -hmm. um, very bad matches for each other right, and right. very bad to each other. Right, right. Um, that doesn't mean that anybody deserves to be abused, either Amber towards him or him towards Amber. Right, right. But I, I just don't, like, I feel good, not good, but I feel okay speaking about his troubles mm -hmm. and still being able to talk about his movies in a way that's right. objective and, like, Right. doesn't actually drag any of his personal shit in unless he was a mother motherfucker and showed up and right, brought his right. personal shit into right. that terrible performance i'm looking at you crimes of grindelwald but like <laughs> we're gonna talk about that too we're gonna talk about that so yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely no it's funny it's funny that you say that though because i have had multiple conversations just in regards to like cancel culture in general mm -hmm. Um, and like, I have my thoughts, I, like I, in, in that regard, I, I can be another podcast for another day. We, yeah, we totally. That. Um, but one of the things that I stand by, and I, and I, I might be, I might die on this hill alone, um, 
but I truly do believe that I'm able to at least separate sometimes the artist from the work that they've done. I use Bill Cosby as an example, right? Yeah. He is a terrible, terrible human being. Yeah, bad man. Very bad, 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 bad man, right? <laughs> Incredibly hard. But I still listen to his, I, I still listen to his comedy albums. I, I, I grew up with the Cosby show, you know? Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I don't, and what sucks is that sometimes I guess people think that that's me like condoning or or, or uh, accepting his behavior and it's not. He is a gross, yeah. gross man. And it's hard for me to, to look at him sometimes mm-hmm. uh, given that, but I, I still, I have fond memories of listening to his album and all of that. And I'm curious if it's the same for you, you know, even given all of the stuff that Johnny Depp and, and like, obviously nothing, nothing is like, no, like you said, we don't know. We'll never know like the full yeah. story of what actually happened, I'm sure. But with that said, it, for you, is it a matter of separating the man from the, the real, like the, I guess the characters that he's played and all that separate his art from his real life? Is that what it's like for you? Yeah, sometimes. I also, I have a, like a really tough time um, and maybe you feel similarly as well, but like I run towards messy things. Mm. Like I, and I, and I'm not afraid to deal with sure. him and, and sure. his characters and what he brings. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I can, I can separate an Edward Scissorhands from mm. this like, bedazzled uh bracelet wearing like (laughs) drunk middle-aged man that's standing with me now right um because it's not it doesn't feel like the same person right right um but also i i don't feel bad yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) about exploring that that person and um yeah i think i mean bill cosby's a great example because the cosby show revitalized an entire television you know yeah. uh genre <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and louis ck same thing like yeah absolutely that's, album. A, that's a great example yeah i i can i i, I always thought louis ck was funny i i like i will still to this day listen to a lot of his albums yeah he is a gross human being <laughs> yeah another <laughs> like, like very like masturbating in front of you know other female comics and like that kind of bad disgusting <laughs> Very Just bad. Dusting. Very, very bad. But like some of his jokes, I'm like, that's pretty funny though. <laughs> yeah, I know. And sometimes things you'll read it and be like, oh man, this is know. Just too real, but it's yeah. you, which is yeah. difficult. And like, like, or, or some stuff is like, oh, that didn't, that didn't age well. <laughs> yeah. I, and something I'm interested in too, is that like, it's just, I keep saying it, people are going to be people, like people mm-hmm. are going to people. And mm-hmm. I think that we should figure out why people are people in yeah. <laughs> as opposed to being like well you're being a person so right. uh i believe I it's called psychology that. jenna if I'm right not yeah <laughs> i'm not a doctor so um i don't do you do you think that johnny depp should have been fired from uh fantastic beasts yeah probably mm-hmm. um probably because he would have i mean his controversy probably would have overshadowed um the whatever they were doing but it's funny i laugh mainly because i'm thinking i'm saying oh yeah the stuff that that's happening in real life would overshadow the movie meanwhile i'm thinking of all the things that jk yeah like i don't know but another one be held accountable for your work and like Mm -hmm. i'm not the other thing too that like with johnny depp's career Mm -hmm. if i can profit off of his bullshit yeah right (laughs) i'm not paying him you know like and like right. people aren't gonna maybe they'll go out and watch a movie but like yeah. they're not gonna go and and we talk about it on the podcast a lot so we're probably gonna have this conversation yeah. again mm-hmm. next week but like i don't 
it's very clear how I stand on this dude. Mm. And a lot of people would come to our show um, and be like, well, are you going to defend him for an hour? And I'm like, absolutely not. I play him the way that an egotistical actor is, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. my Johnny Depp is gross. (laughs) Right. So I guess, I mean, in regards to Johnny Depp, do you feel that his recent, troubles i mean like he's had, he's had these troubles the, this entire life but do you know yeah. the stuff that's happening recently do you think that's going to define his overall legacy um i mean unless he comes forward and actually says something mm-hmm. because that's the problem right yeah. is that if you're like just bashing the uh, accuser in mm-hmm. the press but you're not actually taking responsibility for anything that you've sure. done then like yeah it is going to define your legacy right, right. and and I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> do you think Do you think he has like a Robert Downey Jr. type of redemption story? Do you think he has that in him? See, you know what's tough about RDJ because I also appreciate him as an actor yeah. um, is that he straight up was like, I am a monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to disappear for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back, it's not going to replace what I did, mm-hmm. but I will acknowledge that I did it. Sure. And I think Johnny Depp, I mean, he could, he's been trying to rehab his, his image for, sure. I guess, three years now, but like, right, right. you just have to put in the time and you have to re- register that you were wrong. Right, right. That's fair. Because I do it all the time. If I fuck up, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I think that's, a, that's, a, that's an underrated skill. And I'm glad that, because like, I think a lot of people, they, they let their pride get to them. Yeah. And, and as a result, they shy away from saying, hey, I fucked up. we're seeing it a lot now too (laughs) what we said about like people getting called in in the theater community like yes oh my god yeah Mm -hmm. you can say it's okay i fucked up Mm -hmm. that's That's what i said i i i can't tell you how many diversity communities i've sat on and i like over the past year and i i say to them i say to each one of them i'm like the first step is you have to acknowledge what you screwed up on you have to acknowledge it's not just a matter of saying like okay this is what we're doing no literally say we messed up and we're going to do better and this is how yeah. You know, you have to acknowledge, you have to acknowledge your role in this. Otherwise, nobody's going to take you seriously. You can't let your pride, you can't sit there and be like, well, we, we count black people all the time. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not just, right. not just that's not that. it. Well, we put a, we put, um, you know, a minority person in control. Yeah, but you didn't fix it and you right. set yourself up. Right, exactly. Here. That's exactly. not it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I think, I honestly, I think, uh, people acknowledging their wrongdoings will always be the first step. Will, will, will it always follow you? Sure. Will there always be people that are, are going to be like, you know what, screw you. I'm not whatever. Sure. Yeah. Of course you can't please everybody. Um, yeah. But, but you can, you know, focus on, on starting from within as a, like a forgiving yourself and, and, and acknowledging the, the way that you fucked up and kind mm-hmm. of going from there. Um, with that said, let's, I, I do want to, you know, do what, kind of like what we talked about here. And so we, we talked about his real life stuff. I, I do want to talk about him as, as an actor. Um, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah. Like, he really is. His length period. That's... Yeah. Like he's one of the most eclectic, uh, diverse, uh, 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 flexible. Uh, Honest. It's like, yeah. Like I just, yeah. I've always, he's all, and here's what I, here's what I love about him is that he's always willing to like take a chance. Like he, he'll be goofy and then he'll be like, you know, straightforward. And but yeah. he's, he'll, he's very dynamic in that regard. And he doesn't like just relegate himself to just one like part. 
you know, type of part and all that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love Johnny Depp as an actor. Uh, I, I've always loved his work. Uh, to you, what makes Johnny Depp stand out from other actors out there? Yeah, when I first, um, like in high school, it was, you know, Jack Sparrow was most of our first windows into a lot of that. Well, I guess Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm to an extent, but I, his weirdos, right? Like yeah. his weirdos and queerdos that, that gave people who didn't necessarily fit in or had other interests that weren't just like whatever my high school, my rural farm community high school right. interested right, right. in. Uh, and when I wanted to be an actor, I would look to people like him or um, I guess like, I'm trying to think of who else. He was really one of the ones that I was like, I'm gonna watch everything that you've done and I'm gonna figure out what it is that makes you you yeah performance wise on screen and i'm gonna copy it and try right, to like right. figure it out and how mm-hmm. it fits with me kate blanchett's mm-hmm. another one that's like oh she's great that. yeah mm-hmm. she's amazing i mean now i think viola davis is the greatest living actor point oh <laughs> like period of 100 mm-hmm. and so like people who have more weird roles i guess mm-hmm. i was always drawn to and he was number he's one like the king know. of those like yeah those, he's like, king of the weirdos like, abstract uh abstract <laughs> roles uh, i i do want to talk about his, his films here oh, oh my gosh there's so there's so many like the, 91 illustrious video game voiceover television I know. like he's done so much. we could talk about his perfume commercials like he's done, <laughs> he's, he's done it all so i'm i'm kind of curious here um i listed out um uh, my favorite Johnny Depp movie, my least favorite Johnny Depp movie, and my and a Johnny Depp movie that I feel doesn't get as much love as it deserves. Okay. So, so I want to start with Johnny Depp movies that we love. Uh, I'll say I'll say mine. I'm curious what yours are. I couldn't I couldn't pick just one, so I picked two for each of these categories. Okay. So uh, here here's Johnny Depp movies that I love. Uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I mean you can't go wrong. No. Uh, and Finding Neverland. Those two always stand out to me. I, I I really like Finding Neverland a lot. I do love Finding Neverland. I haven't watched it in a long time. I remember it being very sentimental, which isn't always my favorite, but yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> can you guess? I'm not that sentimental. Um, <laughs> but those are two good choices. Yeah, I would say those are like out of many. I, I can go. I could have went in any direction, but I'm like, let me really think about this. Let me one think about ones where I just thoroughly enjoyed his performance. Not that I didn't with the others, but those two stand out to me the most. Yeah, I would say performance-wise, um, I mean Pirates of the Caribbean, but just for sake of being different, I'll say the two that I love are Ed Wood. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Extraordinary movie. Yeah. And Crybaby. Cry. I don't think I've ever seen Crybaby. Oh, it is wild. So again, the king of the weirdos. That- yeah. John Waters was another one that like I found when I was in high school and I was like, I am obsessed. Yes, yeah. I need to do everything that this guy has done. Yeah. Um, maybe at a higher budget, but yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but then here we are, you know. Right, like, right. I, I have to add that to my list of ones to see. Um, my least favorite Johnny Depp movies, I picked oh, two. <laughs> Mordecai. It's the worst movie it's, ever it's made. Awful. I hate it. It's so awful. And I remember, I remember watching the preview to it and I'm like, Okay, all right, let's do this because I like I like Paul Bettany and like it had like an all star cast and what's her face? Uh, um, uh, oh yeah, the other half of late stage capitalism, Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow. What's yeah. what's the goop lady? What's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, so Mordecai and 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 the Lone Ranger. Well, not a fan of the Lone Ranger. Bad Lone Ranger is bad too. I just revisited that. Well, now I'm doing like all the bad movies because 
in the beginning of quarantine when I pitched this to people, they yeah. picked all the good movies. Oh, of course. So now all the guests that I'm getting, I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to watch The Lone Ranger again. I yeah. watched this in the beginning of quarantine and I don't remember it. Um, but yeah, and, and, and on top of that, it's funny that I think that's that's my one of my least favorite movies because like it also stars Army Hammer, who's also in the news recently. Yeah. Cannibalism. Yeah. Literally that news dropped when I was recording the podcast and I was like, oh my God. All right, oh here we go. We it doesn't get any better than that. No, every day is a new new thing. Every day is a new day, you know? Uh, yeah, that's a really good... There's this movie called The Professor, which is legitimately the worst that, film. That came out recently, right? Like in the last like, couple years, right? Yeah. Yes, it yes. It is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp plays... It's literally... Lit. So Mordecai is a really bad movie that I've seen. Yeah. The Professor may possibly be the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, like in general. Yeah, it's terrible because Johnny Depp just plays this like dick fart of a guy who like gets diagnosed with terminal cancer. So he just assumes that that's like another reason to be a dick fart. Mm. It's terrible. It's, it's awful. Interesting. <laughs> He's so bad at it. Is it. Wait, is that, that's not the one where he plays like a photographer that he has to go like, like, um, like take pictures of a war torn area, right? That's oh not... no, that is. Um, uh... Did that come out? No, Minamata. Okay. So oh, okay. that movie was supposed to come out two years ago and got shelved because of all this bullshit with him. Wow. Um, so that's just like- There's been a couple movies of his that got shelved. Uh, Cause I know that the one that he did with uh, Biggie Small, uh, what, about Biggie Smalls with uh, Forrest Whitaker. Um, yeah. yeah, I know that one got shelved, but that was because the LAPD was just like, no, we don't want this out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not really excited for that movie too. Um, yeah, yeah. But that 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 didn't happen. No. Are there yeah. any other movies that stand out to you from Johnny Depp that you're like, ah, that's awful. That's terrible. Oh my god, I hate, hate, hate the second Alice in Wonderland film. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see the second one. I, I had no <laughs> I had zero interest in the second one. The first Not. one's bad. The second one is like <laughs> it's unforgivable. <laughs> oh no. Oh He's yeah, I'm really glad I didn't bad see it. In it. It's not. I'm I'm glad I didn't see it. Um, so I also have these two movies that these are movies that I I think uh, Johnny Depp movies that I don't think get as much love as they deserve. Okay. The first one is Secret Window. I really like Secret Window. It was it was what I liked about it was that there wasn't anything like quirky about it. It was he was just like <laughs> normal guy, right? Like normal writer that just happens to stumble upon you know. I don't Obviously. want to give the ending away, but you know, like just happens to stumble upon, you know, everyday haunting circumstances, I guess. Sure. Secret <laughs> window. Okay. And I thought I remember watching that. I went, I remember my dad took me to, to I, I went, he, he didn't take me. My my dad and I went to go see it together. Yeah. Um, I, think I remember, I remember being like, okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> remember when every movie ended like that though, without spoiling yes. the ending. Remember when yes. every movie had that ending? Yes. Yes. Okay. In two thousand three or whenever that yeah, was. Yeah, that was a, that was quite the time period. Um, the other movie that I have that doesn't get as much love as it deserves, and you, I don't know if I don't know if you're gonna punch me for this. I liked From Hell. I love From Hell. I yeah. think it's great trash. Yeah, I just think that like like there's nothing like or there's I, there's 
no reason why people shouldn't enjoy that movie if you don't like if you take it too seriously of course it's like okay but like come on yeah i love i love trash i think it's amazing um similarly like kind of trashy but like fun don't say the astronaut's wife (gasps) i mean i do love that movie but that's not on my list that was not a good movie it's a terrible movie i love every minute of it um sleepy hollow I forgot about Sleepy Hollow. He played like, Ichapod, right? Ichapod. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, that movie's so good. Um, and then I think, I think Blow. If you've Ooh, seen the movie Blow. that's a good one. I remember when um, I remember that movie mainly because my first job ever was Blockbuster <laughs> Video. <laughs> my first job ever was blockbuster video and i remember the cover i think it was like him it was like a white background and him either him laying down who it was a penelope cruz is that penelope who it is cruz. yes like those two on the cover and i remember i wanted to see it uh and and my dad was like no <laughs> no you're too, way too young to watch this movie but i'm and like i want to watch it i work here people are keep talking about it i want to see it like, they keep asking me if it's good but i haven't seen it yet <laughs> most of the movies most of them like because back uh, back at this time it was uh i remember like one of the movies that pe- people kept uh uh, Rensing was like showgirls, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I love like, showgirls. Yeah, people would come in and they'd be like, hey, do you have showgirls intact? In and I'm like, uh, yeah, let me go check. And I remember seeing the cover and I'm like, oh, this looks like a movie. And it wasn't until maybe I was like in my mid 20s that my friends and I actually watched that movie. It's amazing. It, <laughs> this movie is so bad, but I loved every second of it. Yeah, it's the best movie ever made. Yeah, I love trash. I, it's my favorite. That's fair. I, I I cut you off. I apologize. What what was the what were the movies that you said that doesn't get as much love? Or, or the Sleepy Sleepy Hollow and and what was the other one? And Blow. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay, that's fair. Did you see Transcendence when it came out? You know, I didn't see it when it came out, but I sure have seen it now. And <laughs> that movie is a movie. well. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen in real life because I like my electronics. <laughs> Not to give away anything, but it's a terrible film. Public Enemies is good, though. I'm glad that we're excited talking. for Public Enemies. Yes, it's actually, Public a, Enemies is a good movie. A good movie. Yeah. yeah, I also, I also like Donnie. Donnie Brasco is great. Donnie Brasco is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Alcatraz is amazing in it. You can't, you can't go wrong when you put those two on one screen together. Yeah. Are Are there any other movies that stand out to you that you're like, oh, I love this Johnny Depp movie? Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, the old school. Very briefly. Yeah, I was about to say that's a, that's it's an old school. Tops. It was his first movie. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. hilarious. No, I listen. I I love Johnny Depp. Like like as a as a performer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I always I always have to preface that. Um, I know, and it's funny too because we like you have to quantify it sometimes, and it's like I don't know. We're not defending it, but like you can right. celebrate the work that meant something to you. Right, right. These movies do mean something. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, you know, yes. the list goes on and on and on and on and on mm-hmm. of things that defined a lot of my, and shaped a lot of my interest when I was a kid. Absolutely. So. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm super excited to be uh, to be talking uh, Johnny Depp with you today, and we get we have two weeks of Johnny Depp, which makes I me- know two weeks of each other. Yeah. So so what's so once you watch all of his movies and review all of his movies, what's what's going to be next? Are you going to pick another troubled actor? Or are you going <laughs> to go into more depth about Johnny Depp? Yeah, it'll be a Nick Cage podcast. <laughs> after that. Listen, um, listen. 
that wouldn't be too 100%. bad. He has a new movie that came out, by the way, recently called Wally's World or something like that. And I saw a preview to it and it looks horrible and I can't wait to watch it. You got to see this Nick Cage movie, Mom and Dad. It's awesome. It's actually, I mean, it's kind of good in the middle of a pandemic. It's about a virus that infects parents' brains and makes them want to kill their kids. Oh, so it's a comedy. It's it's dark. It's very dark. <laughs> it's dark sided. Um, yeah, it's really funny though. Um, Nick Cage in the trailer. This doesn't spoil anything. He's like singing hokey pokey while like trying to kill his child. It's really oh funny. my sweet lord! It's oh, an I amazing movie. I can't wait to watch. Yeah, it's really good. I was thinking that like after I finished, I would probably pivot to like Tim Burton because then I'd only have to watch like five movies you know what I would love to I would love to do a Tim Burton podcast because I know that he was running into some uh controversy lately because you know from a diversity standpoint because like people were saying he never cast any black people in his movies no ever. I think he knows too like I yeah don't... <laughs> legit <laughs> And he legitimately does not give them lines because he was quoted as saying they just don't fit with my aesthetic. And I'm like, that is right. Cool. I believe that is a thing that we call racism. Yes, that is capital R racism <laughs> and it's bullshit. And you're hiding behind your pale little sad town. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Black people can be vampires too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Have you seen Blade? Come on, damn it. Truly. He's a badass vampire. <laughs> I uh, know I'm I'm so I'm so happy that that we got to 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 sit and ch- uh, chat. Uh, a couple more questions I, I want to ask you here. Um, uh, how do you want? How do you, Miss Theater Aficionado, Johnny Depp Extravagant uh, Extravaganza Candle Maker? How do you how do you want people to remember Jenna Kersey at oh, the end of the day? At the end of the day, <sighs> I would like to be remembered as. <laughs> being talented. I would like, good (laughs) sir, to be remembered for. I will, um, yeah. Um, I guess I would like to be remembered for being talented Mm -hmm. and funny and kind, which is different than nice. Yes, yes. (laughs) You know what? I might actually write that down because I might actually want to do a blog about that. I'm glad you said that because that's a, that's a really good topic. How kind is different than nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like you can be nice and not be kind. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. be kind and not necessarily be nice. Because mm-hmm. I think I'm a little salty, but like in a funny way. Because it's like whatever. <laughs> who cares? Like who am I? But <laughs> so I, I'd rather be. I'd be kind with a with a bite. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Jenna Kersey, kind with a bite. <laughs> that's gonna. That's what's gonna say on your headstone. By the way, I'm gonna make sure of it. Yeah, I hope so. It's like actor, ragamuffin, <laughs> diabetic, kind with a bite. You know. <laughs> um, if people want to, if they want more Jenna, uh, where can they go? What can they do? You know, you can come to my house. Um, yeah, can, sure. She went that. <laughs> always home um you can check out at less than a muffin on instagram and twitter it doesn't mean anything it's just a username um you can also go to jenna kersey k-u-e-r-z-i at or dot com not at gmail.com uh yeah dot com for all the other stuff and all my links and things are on there uh yeah 
Nice. I, 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 this this warmed my heart today. This warmed my heart today. I'm glad that we, because we ne- we never get to talk ever. On this icy day is. Very- I know. Oh my god. I was driving. I was driving today, and I'm just like, I don't like this weather at all. I, I move, it. please. <laughs> I hate winter. Every day, mm-hmm. I get this this close to packing up my Ford Focus, <laughs> my 2013 <laughs> Ford Focus, and driving across the country to a desert with a trunk full of candles. <laughs> like every day pick up johnny depp along the way he's not doing anything so just... yeah right i do have a very large cardboard cutout of johnny depp i could put in there but there we go that would be perfect yeah no i'm not a fan of this weather but this this warmed my heart even though it's cold outside this warmed my heart because we never get to talk ever this is not a thing people are witnessing history at the moment this this and during black history month and during black history month the shortest month of, of the damn year i'm going to be celebrating until february 31st you should, should no. celebrate until next February. <laughs> Y'all deserve it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Black History Year. <laughs> so excited. God, I, I hope so. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to happen. Well, it's going to happen. So I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy, Jenna, that we got to sit and, and, and chat. And uh, I can't wait to, to be on your podcast next week. That's going to be fun. We're going to talk public enemies. Uh, be sure you go follow Jenna. Uh, all of her information is going to be in the footnotes of this podcast and also in uh, all of the descriptions and at the bottom of the screen and all that. Uh, so go follow Jenna. And you can also follow me while you're at it if you're not doing it already. You can follow me on my Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of that at The Vibe with Kai. You can also visit my website, thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and things that help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. To my friend, Jenna Kersey, thank you so much for joining me on the Kairos Has Friend podcast. Everybody else, thank you so much for listening and for watching. As always, God bless and good vibes.